Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome. Have you ever heard the saying, your network is your net worth? It means getting around like-minded people. It means choosing your friends wisely and getting around the right people if you want success, happiness and wealth. Now, I was reading an article in Forbes magazine recently, which talked about um, how your skill improves when you practice with someone better than you, like in, in a game of tennis, for instance, or skiing or whatever. You might have to work harder. Your muscles might ache. You'll sweat a bit more. You know, you're out of your comfort zone. But the end result is, of course, that you will become better at that that skill and you'll soon be teaching others. And this idea of games and sports translates into business and personal career as well. In other words, that it's important to surround yourself with people who are, as the Americans say, winners. Okay, Zig Ziglar puts it more bluntly when he said, you can't fly with eagles if you're scratching around with the turkeys. (laughs) Now, your net worth also is probably around about the average of the five people close to you. That's how profound this is. Now, the motivational speaker and author, Charlie Tremendous Jones, strangely enough, American as well, said that uh, where you'll be in five years time depends on two things, the books you read and the people you hang out with most. Now, every parent knows, just bringing it back to basics now, every parent knows, you might have heard your mum say, don't hang around with him or her, don't get in with that wrong crowd, right? Why? Because they know how much kids are influenced by their peers. Now, do you really think this stops when you grow up? Does it only apply to children? No. You know, when I was in my 20s working as a financial advisor, my best friend was a, was a great character called Malcolm. He was, I say he was a character because he was the life and soul of the party. Everybody loved him, especially the ladies, because, you know, unlike me, he was annoyingly good looking. You know, Mel loved to drink. He liked to smoke. He liked to generally get into mischief. You know, he was extremely bright and intelligent and I think could have been very successful. But he largely wasted his talents because he just wanted to have a good time and have a laugh, as he put it. Now, at the time, I was working with a guy called John and he knew Malcolm because, you know, we used to go to socials together and that sort of thing and out on, on, on company dues. And he pulled me to one side one day and said, you know, he's a good guy, Malcolm, but you want to choose your friends a bit more carefully. I said, like, what do you mean? I said, what does it make who my friends are? It's my social life. It's completely different. It's separate from my business career. Right. What difference would that make? But he said, look, the people we hang around with have a profound influence on the attitudes and, and your success in life. He said, it's okay to see friends like like him, Malcolm, occasionally, but you know, if you hang around with them too long, you'll become like them. Now, I know now that John was absolutely correct, right? My friend Malcolm, in fact, as a stroke of luck almost, soon left and went to live in Australia. Uh, strange enough, chasing a girl. He'd met a girl in London. She'd gone back to Australia and he went out there with her, left everything behind. And in fact, he's still there, not with the girl. Though. He's in Australia, but not with that girl. Now, much as I missed Malcolm, I'm convinced that him leaving the UK was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. 
you know, because at the time I hung around with different people. Uh, my life started to turn around. My income went up. I got married eventually. And I, I got a better job and started a family. Now, look, there's nothing new in this advice, is there? There's old phrases like birds of a feather stick together and show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. These sayings still ring true today as they were, you know, when they were written hundreds of years ago. Napoleon Hill mentions it in his famous book, Think and Grow Rich, that I've spoken about before. He talks about the likes of Henry Ford and Thomas Edison, you know, both of whom had little or no formal education, yet went on to invent products and processes that created huge industries and changed the world. You know, think of Henry Ford's assembly line and, and creating cheap cars that everyone could drive. You know, that changed the world. You know, it got, it got the manufacturing of, of the world going, okay? So, and this is a guy that, as um, Hill points out, although they had but little or no education, now here's the key, it's no coincidence that their, their rise to fame and fortune mirrors the time they spent around people like Harvey Firestone, you know, the tyre, Firestone, and Burroughs, you know, the early kind of computing and calculating machines, both of whom, he said, were men of considerable intellect and brain power, Okay. Now, he goes deeper than that. He goes deeper than just influence. He talks about the invisible third mind that comes into being when two minds get together for a common purpose. Now, it's even mentioned in the Bible, written thousands of years ago, which says something along the lines of, you know, when two or more of you get together in my name, then I am there in the midst of you. In other words, miracles can be created. Now, you must have seen this, um, you know, I mean, we've seen how two or more people getting together has created religions and organizations that have now got millions of people just by a couple of people getting together. So see how powerful that can be. Now, getting back to sort of basic levels, you must have been in, the, in a brainstorming session, right? And you've noticed how a couple of people get together and the ideas start flowing and ideas seem to just come out of nowhere. Now, this is where the right people get together. Think about the time when you've improved because you've been around the right people, maybe on, on the sporting field or just at work. Think about football players, right? How when they move from a lower division club to, to a bigger club, how their game can suddenly improve, right? They're, they're around different players. You might say it's the manager, but they get around the right players. It even happens with football teams. Some lower league teams can beat a Premier Division team in a cup tie because they, they literally up their game. They're really up for it. It happened with um, Millwall recently in a game against Brighton. They almost beat Brighton. It was like the last minute goal that saved it and then Brighton won on penalties. And yet Millwall are languishing in a lower division, almost going down from that division. And yet they played the Premier Division side. And on the day, they were they were just brilliant. And Premier Division clubs, on the other hand, can can lose matches like that because they're just a bit too complacent. On another subject, I was listening to a, a songwriter, Paul Carrick. He's written many, many songs and he, he was with a band years ago called Ace. And he talks about how when he plays with somebody like Eric Clapton, he goes on tour with Eric Clapton and people like that. The interviewer said, well, don't you feel nervous? He said, no, I, I have to up my game. It gives me a boost, you know, when I play with, with people like Eric. OK, now my old friend Malcolm ended up broke um, despite earning quite a lot of money in his life. He always sort of lived from week to week. And he always says things to me like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, let's, uh, you know, just live for today and that sort of thing. So that's how Malcolm went. And if I had spent more time with Malcolm, I think that's what would have happened to me. 
as I said, Malcolm was always the one to sort of, you know, don't do any work, just, you know, come on, let's, let's just go down the pub, that sort of thing. You know, in fact, I talked about him in an earlier podcast when I, I said how he used to throw copper coins away on the on the underground, uh, on, on the railway lines. And I, I said, well, why are you doing that? You know, he'd say, oh, they're only dirty coins, I don't need them. He would throw money away where I, I was pick money up. I, I was considered to be almost sort of lucky money, you know, to have this money just appear from nowhere. And he was more or less throwing away his luck, carelessly, if you like. So, OK, it's easy to say get around the right people, but how do you do it? OK, so I'm going to give you here five quick tips to get around the right people and improve your network and ultimately your net worth. So tip number one is to go to networking meetings, right? Sounds a bit obvious, doesn't it, right? You know, go to, to networking meetings where you can network with people with similar aspirations and goals, if you like, similar aims. OK, now, for instance, if you want to become a better property investor, then go and attend property networking meetings. There are hundreds of them around now and just find that the one that suits you best. Now, you can find meetings on Google, Facebook groups, uh, in apps like Meetup and, or Eventbrite or Email me and I'll, I'll get you into some of your some of these networking meetings. But I know it sounds obvious, but not a lot of people do the obvious. Now, you may have heard this story about the property millionaire Rob Moore, who talks about the time when he attended his very first property networking event. And at the time, he was broke, in debt, um, going nowhere, really. And at that meeting, he hung around until eventually, um, you know, there was a guy sitting at the bar on his own and he said hello and do you want a drink? And, you know, they, they got talking and that guy would eventually become his initial financier and partner. And they built a multi-million pound, you know, seven or eight hundred property business from that meeting, really. And Rob would never have done that had he not met that, that partner. Well, at least uh, we don't think he, he couldn't have done it on his own, put it that way. Now, that meeting literally changed his life. Now, was he lucky? You could say, oh, he was lucky. But you could say that. But then you could also say that. He kind of made a bit of his luck, didn't he? He made the effort to go out that evening instead of staying home and watching TV or just being miserable. And had he not gone out and made that effort, he wouldn't have met his partner. Furthermore, if he'd stayed around, not stayed around till the end, if he just dashed out the door like most people do, he wouldn't have met that partner. But he, he stayed around, had a drink in the bar. He put himself out there and fortune smiled on him. You know, there's the old saying about, you know, luck happens when opportunity meets preparedness or, or something like that you know and obviously he then stuck with it right rob made the effort to keep keep the relationship and develop the relationship going and you know with someone who's very different from him and you know he worked with his partner for many years to make things happen they didn't just do it overnight obviously but how many times have we gone to a networking meeting and collected a load of cards, given out a load of cards and never followed things up. Now, I know this because I go to networking meetings and I give a lot of cards out. And very rarely does anybody follow it up with an even, e with an, even an email, let alone a phone call. So has anyone here done that? Oh, I can see a little hand in the corner there. Yes, you. Yeah, maybe me. OK, well, just don't do it again. OK, next time you go to a meeting, follow things up. That's the most important thing. OK, so. My greatest business success, in fact, come from a meeting with somebody who became very influential in my life. And it was a great partnership I had with a very clever lady who had very different but complementary skills to, to me. OK, now, within a few short years, we'd built up a multi-million pound business uh, because we realized that we were like two wings of a plane. Right. Both were needed for our survival 
but none was more important than the other. Okay, so next point then is the next tip is to join masterminds. This is slightly different from just going to meetings. This is more in-depth mastermind meetings, groups of people. Now, Napoleon Hill also talks about this in his book, you know, written nearly 100 years ago. First time I'd heard this expression, mastermind. Now, he talks about mastermind groups between famous people that, you know, literally change the world. You know, but masterminds can be just a group of you forming a mastermind group locally. You can join a mastermind run by a training company where you pay a fee. It can be can be a lot of money sometimes to join a mastermind group. So there's all types of different ones. You, you can do things over the phone, by video. You can do face-to-face meetings. There's all sorts of things, international groups now. And the purpose, basically, of this mastermind is usually to get together with like-minded people and share ideas, help and support each other, and help each other to grow. In fact, Napoleon Hill lists masterminds as one of his 13 uh, essential steps for getting rich. So it's very important. Number three, then, is to attend courses and seminars on your subject. Again, it sounds a bit obvious, doesn't it? But get to know the leading courses, seminars, conventions, conferences, annual this and annual that on your subject, whether it be a a voluntary thing or or a business thing. Uh, It could be political even. Okay, then attend them. Network with like-minded people. You've got to network. You've got to talk to people. It's not going to these meetings, sit in the corner like somebody and don't talk to anybody. You know, you've got to go and and actually meet people. But, you know, you should be able to find these things in trade magazines, uh, publications, uh, sometimes on Facebook groups now. And again, make the effort to go out there. Like, take the example if you want to be a successful author. A lot of people say, I want to write a book. Well, why not go and join a writer's group or, or an author's group. There's, there's one in my area, actually, and I've been to that. And, you know, get around people because not only will it increase your skill and, and ultimately your confidence to, to think, well, you know, I can do this, but you'll find that the people are just like you and me. You know, they're not, they're not that much different. They've just put in that extra bit of effort to make their dreams into a reality. Now, I remember at an event once with Brian Tracy speaking uh, and he talked about how to get around the right people. And he asked people, he said, how do you meet the right people? How do you meet like-minded people? And we're all thinking, is there another meeting somewhere where we meet these people? And you know what his answer was? Look around you. <laughs> Look around the people next to you, either side of you. They are like-minded people. That's why they're here. Very, very simple answer. Number four is to find people who are smarter and more successful than you and cultivate relationships. Now, this is true for sports as well as business. But, you know, you might at work, for instance, you might notice that a colleague is doing particularly well, gets their work done very easily, is getting promoted, um, is, is doing things pretty well. Why not try and get to know them, take them for a coffee, have a beer with them, go out to lunch with them? You, know, you don't have to stand around with the same people at the coffee machine moaning about, you know, the economy and the government and Brexit. You know, get around the, the people that are doing well. And you, you'll find surprisingly that many successful people are very willing and generous with their ideas and they want to help you up rather than keep you down. This is something that, you know, a lot of people think, oh, they're not going to give any ideas, but you'll find that they do. They can be very, very generous. So so get around that type of person. You know the type of person I mean. If you work in a company, you know exactly who I mean. Now, finally, this is the big one. Stay away from negative people. Stay away from the moaning minis, the people that are always complaining got to sort of say that that you may have to ditch some friendships now you know or at least spend less time with the people who drain you the people with their negativity and 
the people who just don't share your philosophy and goals, right? These people can hold you back. Friends can hold you back. You know, say, what do you want to go and do that for? What do you want to start your own business for? Oh, you'll never succeed in that. You know, sometimes they want to hold you back because, you know, they don't want you to, to move away from them. You know, what do you want a bigger house for? This is house is good enough for you. You can't do that. And this can come from friends and family. So you may have to sort of limit your time with these type of people. That sounds a bit harsh, I know. But let's get back to me, Malcolm. If my friend Malcolm had not gone off to Australia on that big bird in the sky, my life could have turned out very, very differently for the worse, I tell you. You know, he is now an alcoholic. He's a drug addict. And many of his friends that he hangs around with in Australia are the same. They're of the same ilk. That's just one example. We used to hang around with his cousin when we were all young kids. And, you know, we'd go out and have a laugh. And, you know, his cousin Chris was a lovely guy, uh, strapping, good-looking young boy in his teens. You know, he was man. You know, he was the, the man. You know, he was a great guy. And, you know, the last time I saw him, he was literally a shadow of his former self. He was frail. He was like a stick insect. He couldn't walk properly. Uh, he couldn't walk you know, without somebody helping him. And in fact, he later died of alcohol poisoning. He, he just drunk himself to death. And, and these are the people I could have been hanging around with had I sort of stuck around with, with Malcolm and his crowd. Okay. Now, if, if it's not that obvious to you, right, if you're not sure about which friends are negative, think about the friends who make you feel good as opposed to those who make you feel like, you know, hanging yourself, right? You know the type of mean. These are the people who call you up to offload all their problems and their crap on you, right? You know, and then after about an hour of offloading all this stuff, they say, I feel much better now. Bye. And you're left with it, right? Now, are they the friend that lifts you up or drags you down? Do you, do you feel drained with them, you know, or do you feel energized? Think about how you just feel. That's, that's the test. How do you feel after spending time with that person and if you feel bad that's the time you've got to back off a bit right i've seen this happen not just with me but with other people and you know they, they do limit their time to people that but that bring them down another test here is are they there when you need them or are they the friend that's always there when they need you that's the thing to think about okay so those are the five tips do you want me to run through them again go to networking meetings with people who are like-minded join masterminds attend courses and seminars conventions conferences on your subject number four find the right people who are smarter than you and more successful and, and develop relationships and finally stay away from negative people so if you do those things if you just think about this and get around the right people your life can become more successful you can earn more money have a higher net wealth and and be happier and more content with your life, more successful. So thanks for listening. This has been Charles Kelly, bringing you money tips to help you earn, invest, save, accumulate, and ultimately enjoy more money. So your network is your net worth, and I want you to grow both of those. So thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 